0: You are the maker of the heavens and the earth. My help comes from you. The cattle upon a thousand hills are yours. The silver is yours. The gold is yours. So my help comes from you. I will look to you and not to man. Because my help comes from you. Oh, Shatana, Makuta, Bahala, Bahaya. Blessed be your name, Father. Blessed be your name, Father. Have your way in this place today. Oh, Let us be changed, transformed, and delivered in the name of Jesus. Let newness happen to us today. Let us hear a word from you today in the name of Jesus. And let Jesus be revealed in this house. And your name be glorified. And the people of God say. Amen. And the people of God shouted. Put your hands together for yourself and have your seat in God's presence. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Give a neighbor a high five and say welcome to church. Glory to God. Hallelujah. Is someone excited today? Glory to God. Welcome to the service. We have been in the month of July talking about the wisdom of God on how to maximize the rest of the year. And God has been taking us through what I call a flight plan. You know, giving us different wisdom keys on how we can maximize uh, the rest of 2021. Glory to God. And we started with the scripture in Proverbs chapter 14 and verse 12. It says, you can rationalize it all you want. That's the passion translation. And justify the path of error you have chosen but you will find out in the end that you took the road to destruction. What it means in in the other translation is that there is a way that seems right unto a man, but the end thereof is the way of that, the way of destruction. Glory to God. John 10.10 says the thief comes only in order to steal and kill and destroy. I came that they may have and enjoy life and have it in abundance to the full till it overflows. That is the plan of God. That is the thought of God. That is the mind of God concerning us. That we would have life and have it abundantly to overflowing. All right? So if if that's the thought of God concerning us, it means that there is a path that we must follow To have that abundant life. There is a path that we must follow to enjoy that good life. Alright? So we started um, talking about some wisdom keys. The first wisdom key we talked about was that your uniqueness is your critical success advantage. Your uniqueness is what your critical success advantage. What differentiates you? What makes you unique? may not necessarily be a headache it must it it sometimes could be the thing that makes you succeed a lot of times many people think that oh because of my difference that my difference is my disadvantage but many times your difference can be your advantage it may be the thing that people don't have that they see in you that the world needs all right we all cannot be the same Alright, nobody celebrates another person for using the loo. No, we all use the loo. If you find something that is common, something that is everywhere, it's cheap. But something that is rare, it's, it's expensive. Gold, diamond, precious stones, they are rare, they are expensive. So when you find a unique gift that God has called you with and graced you with and you recognize it, then it's your success advantage. That's what makes you different. Everybody's doing comedy, stand-up comedy, stand-up comedy, stand-up comedy. Somebody came on the scene, changed his own comedy, said it's music. Kenny Black came and started doing music. Everyone was like, wow, so comedy can be done this way. Another person came and said his own, is keyboard comedian, started doing keyboard comedy. Oh, so, so comedy can be done that way. Another person came, and said my own, is remote, and he opened the and start talking that's comedy so everybody cannot do the same thing the same way even if people are doing it and you have the grace for it there is a uniqueness about your own someone say there is a uniqueness about my own and the second thing we talked about is that nothing just happens you have to be deliberate about your destination nothing just happens you can't just uh decide that oh i'm going this way because everybody's going that way no you have to be deliberate about your destination and then the third one we say your destination determines your crew where you are going determines who you go with we've been friends for a long time we've been childhood friends it doesn't matter this is 20 years this is 10 years after are we still going the same way my destination determines who I go with. It determines my crew. Okay? If I'm going to, um, for example, maybe I'm going on a sea journey, on the sea. I would rather go with people who know how to swim, right? Than go with somebody who doesn't know how to swim, Right? So where i'm going determines my crew all right and that we, we also said that you can have a crowd of people doesn't mean that you have a crew jesus had a crowd of people following him but he still had his crew he had his 12 and in that 12 he had he has his three all right so the fact that you have people all around you you say oh me I'm just a people person everybody just loves me everybody comes around me but it's not everybody you need for everywhere you're going so you have to filter your crew filter the people around you to know where you're going and who you're taking with sometimes Jesus will want to pray and then out of the twelve he will take the three and go somewhere else Then even with that three, he will leave them and take John the beloved and talk to him. So your destination determines your crew. Glory to God. Then wisdom key number four. We said fail forward. Fail forward. Fail forward. Everybody fails at one time or another. But the difference is, are we failing forward? to fail forward means to make a mistake but make progress to make a mistake but make progress you make an error but you're making progress you're not sitting on the fence you're not failing and then you're saying oh I tried it and it didn't work no you get up and go and then number five we said ask for help ask for help many people don't ask for help they don't want to be helped they feel like they can do it on their own. No, you ask for help. When things are not going the way you plan, you ask for help. Glory to God. Second Chronicles chapter 26 from verse 14. It says, "Then Uzziah prepared for them for the entire army, shields, spears, helmets body armor, bows and slings to cast stones. And he made devices in Jerusalem invented by skillful men to be on the towers and the corners to shoot arrows and large stones. So his fame spread far and wide for he was marvelously helped till he became strong. There are certain things you cannot do on your own. You need the help of people around you. They may be great things. They may even be the things that God has told you himself. You still need the help of people. So Uzziah did all these mighty things, invented invented things because he was marvelously helped till he became very strong. Luke chapter 5 and verse 4. He said, when he had stopped speaking, he said to Simon, launch out into the deep and let down your nets for a catch. But Simon answered and said to him, Master, we have toyed night, and caught nothing. Nevertheless, at your word, I will let down the net. And when they had done this, they caught a great number of fish. And their net was breaking. So they signaled to their partners in the other boat to come and help them. And they came and filled both the boats so that they began to sink. Even in business, you need help. You get to a point in business. You need partners. You get to a point in business. You need um, associates. You get to a point in your life. You need people to come around you. You start up a business. You start it alone. If your business wants to grow to a higher level, you will need at some point to get investors, to get partners to come in. Nobody runs a global business being a one man. No. Dan Goethe may be a one man, but the idea and brand behind him, he doesn't go and sit in the office and ask how many cement have you made today? No. He doesn't do that. He may have started alone, but for your business and your idea to, glow, to go global and cut across nations, it has to transcend you. You need help at one time. Glory to God. So today we'll talk about the other two wisdom keys. The first one is take a walk. Take a walk. Take a walk. Take a walk with yourself. Take a walk. Many a times... We feel that we are superhuman. We can do it. We just want to push the body, push everything. We feel that we can, we can. We forget that when you got saved, your spirit is the one that got saved. Your mind was unfruitful, your body is zero. So, we want to run with the energy of the spirit. You want to run the body with the energy of the spirit. You need to realize when to take a walk. To drop some things. And say, okay, you know what? I need a vacation. When we mention vacation, a lot of people think vacation must be Hawaii. No. That is your village that you have been running from you can't take a vacation there. I'm telling you, the air is better than the one here. Except your village is still in port you still be breathing in black suit air. Kola doesn't open his windows at home. He can do that because he's the only one that stays. But me, I can't afford to do it. I have children all around. Place will be stuffy. Black suit. Some people have left port because of black suit. so you take a walk, shut down some things in Lagos you find people who they go on, on um, they'll take leave from work when they take that leave from work they'll go and buy goods in Abba and start selling, they took leave why can't you just rest Till we must make this money can't you just rest you took leave from work leave, leave means that leave that you want to rest to. And I say, hey, Shibi, I'm on leave. let me quickly go and buy goods you now go and stay in one place and be selling your goods you are on leave and they call it being industrious no, it's the spirit of Lagos that spirit is a bad spirit it makes you walk and walk and walk, just want to be like the Joneses toiling so sometimes you should just take a walk Take a walk from some things. Take a, take a day off from the office and stay at home. Say, ah, why do you want this day off? I just want to be at home. Sleep for morning tonight. Just rest. You don't know what it many of us can't do it. Say, ah, it will be as if I'm lazy. Ah. You don't understand. Your spirit is what is saved. The energy your spirit is running with, your body cannot run with it. Cannot. Cannot. So take a walk. Go for a retreat. Go for a vacation. Recalibrate. refuel, Avoid burnout. Many times people rest only when they are burnout. Say, you know, go walk today. I get that's body they do me whole. That's the only time they rest. I used to be like that. I walk and walk and walk and walk and walk and walk and walk. And, walk and the only time I'm breaking down. Or oh, the only time I'm resting is compulsory rest. Because I've broken down. Especially those days when I used to be actively involved with Dr. K's itinerary. How Dr. K does it? I don't know. He comes into the country and for the next two or three weeks we are together from here to here from ibadan to Abel Kuta to Akure to this and we keep going like that and all that and then after the whole two weeks because it was, it was just me at the time so I would drive him I would handle his calls I would handle his schedule and all that I would put up his meetings and everything preparing for meetings and all that and then when Dr. K leaves my wife knows just know that for the next one week I'm knocked out. I'm knocked out. But as you get older, you realize your body needs the rest, even from work. So you take a break, you recalibrate, reef well, avoid burnout. Sometimes you think that the the more you work, the more productive you get. But listen, when you take some time to rest and you come back to work, your productivity increases. You begin to see things from a different light and different perspective. Your body has rested, your mind has rested. You can now look at something in a different way. Perhaps you have certain things at your office that appears to be difficult. Take a break. Shut things down. When there is pressure, you can't think. You can't think. Well, I was given an example uh, when we were setting up the place for the service, our first service here. They, were, they all gathered there trying to get the sound to work. I got there and I said to them, all of you just leave go and be doing other things I didn't know about sound I just asked the Holy Spirit what's going on here what should I do and I opened my eyes I said press that button I just pressed the button and the thing came up because I was not directly involved in the pressure it's easy for me to hear when you are not directly involved in pressure, you will know the solution. That's why many times when people come to me and say, Pastor, see what I'm going through. I try not to be inside the t- with them. You can't help somebody when both of you are drowning. Say, Pastor, see what I'm going through. I say, Is that what you're going through? Hey, what are we going to do? I can't help you at that point can't help you at the point Your body needs the rest. Your mind needs the rest. Jesus oftentimes would withdraw himself. In Luke chapter 5 and 16 it says so he himself often withdrew into the wilderness and prayed. He needed some time to refuel. He needed some time to recalibrate. He needed some time Why is that important? When you're leading people, when you have a goal in front of you, when you have something ahead of you and you realize that that thing is beyond you and it's not just about you, you take some time to help yourself. You realize it's not about you. So the people that you are leading, they need you to be healthy to lead them. Right? The office that you want to kill yourself over. If anything happens to you today, what do you see? A vacancy. 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 So know when to take a walk. Take a walk with yourself. Just you alone. Then take a walk with God. I would say is that God came down in the cool of the day to talk with Adam. Take a walk with God. They heard the sound of the Lord walking in the garden in the cool of the day. And Adam and his wife hid themselves from the presence of the Lord among the trees of the garden. And God said to Adam, where are you? So you take a walk with God. Say God, let's just talk. Where is my life at right now? Where am I supposed to be? Where am I going? And some of you need to ask God some questions. It doesn't matter how you how you um coin the English. No, He understands. If you can tell him God, now like this we go today, he will understand. You're walking with him. Say, God, now so things go just day like this. Eh? And he's listening to you. But you never want to ask. You never want to talk to him. You just feel that, okay, um, if I ask, maybe it will be too much. No, it's not too much. He's your father. So you ask him, oh, My life is at this point right now. What do I do? What should happen? And you're asking genuinely from your heart. Ah, Lord, I'm concerned about this thing. It's bothering me. It's a trouble. What should I do? I remember one time I was, I was, um, I was bidding for a contract many, many years ago. Um, a hotel in Ikoyi. They were going to do a network in their hotel, so I was bidding for the contract to do the network, and uh, then it was going to cost about uh, about one point five or thereabout to to do the many years ago to do the the network. So I submitted my proposal and. <sighs> like for days and weeks and turning into months i'm like what's going on today i will go for defense come back again go and say okay can you review this can you review it? i'll go come back again it's okay before you do that one help us do this small one like okay what's really going on so one day i was walking down the road on allen avenue and then i said to i was talking with the holy spirit i said why is this contract taking so long i've done everything I've presented. They like my job. I've worked for them before and everything. Why is it taking so long? What's happening? And then he said to me, he said, if I give you a million naira, where will you put it? Then I realized I didn't have a current account. That time, they don't give, nobody will give you a check that you will pay into a, a savings account at that time. A long time ago. And nobody will give you a millionaire cash. Then now they can, even, now they can put one millionaire in your pocket. And be going around. Then you can't carry it. So, I said, well, if I give you a millionaire, where will you put it? I had this account then with one bank. I can't remember the bank. But it was a savings account. So I said, wow. I never thought of it. So I quickly went to open a current account. The week I opened the current account. That week they called me and they gave me the check. Wisdom. So many times, you the things that we're struggling with, just simple wisdom, just ask God the question. God, God does not desire that we suffer. He doesn't. So when you sit with him and you're saying, God, how far? This thing, how, how, how? And you're asking, he will give you an answer. So you take a walk with him. Don't walk alone. Say, ah, you've got, you got chest What are you testing? <laughs> what are you testing? Why do you think he's there? And he'll be looking at you. He doesn't want to ask me. She doesn't want to ask me. No problem. There's nothing I have asked God as a question that he has not given me an answer. If the answer does not come immediately it will come. And when the answer will come I will know. I will know. I may have left that place a week after, two weeks after something just happens and he says that's the answer. But I've asked him. But to ask, to not to ask him will be the, an error. But I'll ask him. So you take a walk with God let him come down in the cool of the day to talk to you ask you about your life ask you how things are going and you tell him this is how it is this is how it is, I'm having trouble here many of us think that God knows everything of course he knows everything but are you talking to him about everything he knows everything but he wants you to talk to him you think when he asks Adam where are you That he did not know where Adam was? (laughs) No. Adam, where are you? Physically, he knew where he was. But he wanted Adam to know where Adam is spiritually. Because you've been cut off from me. So in the spirit, I can't find you. So Adam, where are you? Do you know where you are? In your walk with me. Do you know where you are? So when God is asking. Where are you? He's not asking for your physical location. He's asking if you are in sync with him. So if you know. That you are not in sync with him. Then he's saying. Talk to me. Talk to me. And wisdom key number seven. Stay connected to God's grace. Stay connected to God's grace. I cannot emphasize that enough. Stay connected to God's grace. Hebrews chapter 10 and verse 19, it says, Therefore, brethren, having boldness to enter the holiest by the blood of Jesus, And let us consider one another in order to stir up love and good works. Not forsaking the assembling of ourselves together as is the manner of some. But exhorting one another and so much the more as you see the day approaching. Staying connected to God's grace simply means that you are not disconnected from his flow from what God is doing from you recognize God as your source and you stay committed to the kingdom you recognize God that God is my source so because he's my source I'm staying connected to the kingdom so no matter where you go no matter where you are you are connected to God's kingdom you are connected to the grace of God that is working in your life no matter where you go I tell people all the time I said if you are the PA to um, the President of the Federal Republic of Nigeria, and it requires you um, to travel, of course it requires you to travel all over and everywhere with him and all that. That you are not in a Sunday service does not mean you are irrelevant to God's kingdom. No. You have a role to play in God's kingdom as the PA to the president of the federal republic of Nigeria you have a role to play you ask him what is my role now that I am the PA to the president of the federal republic what is my role in my local church a lot of people that make that mistake are um, a lot of times music ministers you see a music minister so anointed has no local assembly, not connected to any ministry. Say we we are floating ministers, not submitted under any anointing. Every Sunday they move from one to another. Every Sunday, they're not committed anywhere. Why? Because they feel that they are anointed making a mistake. The grace of God on you that you are using to minister, did it fall from heaven? No. It didn't fall from heaven. God anointed you for something. Minister Daniel Ike is here. Anytime he's going for a ministration. You have a on today. It was cancelled. Okay, yeah time he's going for ministry, he tells me, Pastor, I'm going to minister. Faith too. Anytime she's going for she tells me, Pastor, I'm going to minister so and so please. They won't get it into their head and then they are going to minister. And then every Sunday for the rest of the year, they are going to minister somewhere. Then where are you getting your anointing from? Where are you being fed? No, where are you being fed? If every other Sunday, you are ministering somewhere then where are you being fed where are you what where are you drawing from so you stay connected to god's grace you never at one point come to the point where you say okay you know what i'm not a big boy i'm not a big girl on my own no every one of us have a source where we draw from i tell you guys all the time how that look i know the heritage on which the grace of God draws, on which uh, where I draw the grace of God from, starting from Reverend George Adeboye, down to Reverend Victor Adeyemi, down to Doctor K, and down like that. So I know where the grace is coming from. I know where the anointing is coming from, and I stay connected. So everywhere I am, I may have many instructors and teachers, but I have one Father. I may listen to many people but I have one father Dr. K he has plenty of people he listens to but he has one father Reverend Victor you can't take it from him Reverend Victor may listen to many people but he has one father Reverend George and he says that all the time so you stay connected to God's grace Acts chapter 2 and verse 42, it says, And they continued steadfastly in the apostles' doctrine and fellowship, in breaking of bread and in prayers. Then fear came upon every soul, and many wonders and signs were done through the apostles. Now all who believed were together and had all things in common. And they sold their possessions and goods and divided them among all as anyone had need. So continuing daily with one accord in the temple and breaking bread from house to house they ate their food with gladness and simplicity of heart praising god and having favor with all the people and the lord added to the church daily those who were being saved those who were being saved you cannot disconnect yourself from god's grace and expect the same grace to work for you. No, you cannot. I, t- I mentioned in the elevator service that grace is given for an assignment. It's not just given to you because the grace is too much. You just want to share it to reduce it. No, it's given, <laughs> it's given to you for an assignment. So, you are here in this house... There is a grace of God on you. It's for an assignment. It's for an assignment. To bring us to the fullness of the measure. The measure of the fullness of Christ. So anywhere you go, you're asking, Pastor, what's going on in church? What's happening? What role can I play? What's my part? What can I do? Even if you're not around, you're still asking, Oh, okay let me give an example maybe you were in in a music team and all that and then you happen to travel for like 6 months that 6 months you are away doesn't mean you should be disconnected from the grace of God no you are calling your uh, music director you are calling your other team members what's going on what's happening oh uh, I I can't be there but what can I do what role can I play what can I do you can do many things even if you are not there You're staying connected. You're asking questions. What's going on here? What's happening there? Uh, What's happening in church? Okay, you're not even in any department at all. And you're away. You ask questions. Oh, pastor, I just called to ask, how is church? What's happening? I miss everybody. What's going on? Is there anything you want me to do? What can I do? That's staying connected. That's staying connected. Not that you're away and then Nobody hears anything or sees anything. And then the only time you become relevant is when you show up. No, that's not staying connected. Staying connected means all around. Everywhere. No matter where you are. Why? Because you recognize that the grace of God on you is for an assignment. It's for something. Glory to God. I want to pray for people this morning where the wisdom of God is concerned. That there is something that you dearly, dearly need God's wisdom to show up for you. All through this month of July, we've been talking about maximizing life. Wisdom keys to maximizing life for the rest of the year. Stand to your feet, church. If there's anything that is critical to this year for you and it requires that God I really, really need your wisdom in this area. And it's very critical. And if I don't get that answer. And I don't get that wisdom. I will not maximize the year. To maximize the year means to be much more productive and fruitful. And remember it's not what you do not have. It's what you have. That you are not maximizing. Many a times we look for what we don't have as the reason for us not doing what we ought to be doing. God knows what you don't have, but you don't know what you have. And then he asked hey, uh, Moses, he said, What do you have in your hand? He was a common staff so the thing that you think that is common might be what God through his wisdom will now use it will now be great so he said what do you have in your hand said his staff his staff so that's the first part the wisdom of God then the second part is the help by wisdom God knows what you cannot do so he has an Aaron that will help you do that thing so but for you to disqualify yourself completely that one you don't have anything and then you don't know anybody it's not right so the first one is that you will discover what you have that you can give to God, and then the second one is that God will send you an Aaron. He send you an Aaron. Moses said, ah, "I stammer. <laughs> Say, I know, but Aaron, but Aaron." Lift your hands to heaven. You will talk to God this morning. These two categories. I don't know where you are. Where these two things are concerned. But as we end this series of teachings. The wisdom of God. To maximize what I have. What I have that I do not know. The wisdom of God to do it. The wisdom of God to do it. And then the help of God to send an error. This season. Those two things. Go ahead, lift your voice and talk to him. The preceding message was brought to you by Word Ministries International. For information about Word Ministries, visit us at kingsword.org for information and additional resources. Thank you for listening to this message. And remember, where the word of a king is, there's power.